We love being able to connect with business owners and those who are helping business owners and seeing the lay of the land of what's going on in Springfield with the Springfield Business Journal and publisher Michelle Ownby joining us here on the WMAY Morning News Feed. Michelle, thanks for taking time with us on Business in the 217. And I wanted to start this morning, uh, talk a bit about TIFs, Tax Increment Finance Districts. Uh, this was something that came up yesterday, and it was even brought up last night at the Springfield City Council meeting by Alderman Sean Gregory. Uh, what's the latest when it comes to Enos Park and other TIF districts in the city of Springfield? Well, you know, this is a, a topic that's near and dear to my heart. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty involved in the Enos Park Neighborhood Association, and uh, getting our TIF renewed is something we've been pushing for for a while now. You know, I, I think a lot of people have heard uh, talk of TIFs. We have a number of them in Springfield, I believe 10 to be exact, uh, but people may not understand all the ins and outs of how they work. TIF districts can be renewed uh, once, but it has to be done through the state legislature. And, of course, we had originally tried to get the Enos Park TIF renewed during the, the spring session last year. That did not happen, and there was no fall veto session. Now we've got this very condensed lame duck session. Uh, and one of the other sort of bureaucratic elements, if you will, is that you have to have letters of support from all of the taxing bodies. And at this point, um, all of the taxing bodies have provided those letters with the exception of Capital Township. Their board met on Monday, but they ended up postponing the vote on the issue until uh, Thursday, which, of course, is after the lame duck session ends. So at this point, it doesn't appear likely that the Enos Park TIF will get renewed uh, while the legislature is in session this time. It would have to be delayed until the the spring. And Senator Menar, who has really been championing this uh, this cause for us, of course, will be We'll be gone by then, but uh, yes, there was a rather impromptu press conference held yesterday in the neighborhood. The mayor was there along with uh, Andrew Proctor, the home alderman, and Keisha Purchase, who also lives in the neighborhood but is a Capital Township trustee as well, kind of speaking to the importance of, uh, of getting this TIF renewed. Yeah, and something that, of course, is uh, important for uh, economic uh, development, redevelopment, and ensuring that uh, a set-aside of property tax dollars people pay into uh, is used to help develop some properties uh, that may be uh, considered uh, in blighted areas. And it's very important, uh, of course, to have those dollars available for developers wanting to come in. Uh, so we'll uh, continue to track what happens with the tax increment finance districts here in Springfield. It is business in the 217-814 here on 970 AM, 92.7 and 94.7. Uh, it's the WMAY morning news feed, and Michelle Ownby joins us, the publisher of the Springfield Business Journal. Uh, one thing also that's impacting businesses here locally, Michelle, is the business interruption grants. The big grants, those dollars that uh, came from the feds, uh, went to state uh, resources, and the governor's office uh, d dispersed those through uh, grant opportunities, and uh, businesses had to apply for that. Uh, but the news here is that grant, it's dried up. Yeah, the, the money is gone, unfortunately. And, you know, a lot of the programs, it seems like they ran out of money almost immediately. You know, websites would crash within hours of uploading the applications and things like that. That was not the case with this business interruption grant program. Uh, in fact, as recently as last month, they were still encouraging people to continue to apply. And they said that they really wanted to target, uh, they were giving priority to businesses that did not receive PPP loans, minority-owned businesses, downstate businesses, so, of course, a lot of folks in Springfield were hopeful for getting the grants because we all know Chicago considers us downstate. 
but they did announce just a few days ago that the, the money is gone. They paid out $275 million. I think the grants ranged from uh, a lot of them were just five, ten thousand $10,000. Some were up to twenty or thirty, but on the smaller side, not the kind of scale that we saw with the PPP. But uh, they said of the applications received, only about 20% of the total applicants were successful. So, you know, and that was kind of the last program that was still going other than the second round of PPP coming up. So a lot of business owners are kind of wondering what's, you know, what's next. Yeah, and we do have uh, other efforts with uh, the city looking at giving uh, utility rebates for businesses impacted and even residents impacted by um, the pandemic, uh, getting some kind of assistance from utilities uh, here in uh, Springfield. But uh, those business interruption grants, uh, they range from like 5000 to $150,000, right? Yeah, I, I think you're right. There were a few. Uh, they had certain targeted industries like the hospitality industry and the restaurant industry that had been more hard hit where they were allowed to get those larger grants. I think the vast majority were on the smaller side, but uh, there were a few you know, hotels or businesses that had been almost completely decimated that, uh, that were allowed to get larger grants. Michelle Ombe joins us. She's the publisher of the Springfield Business Journal. And uh, Michelle, real quick, before we jump into the next topic, how can people find the Springfield Business Journal and uh, read all the great work you guys do out there? Well, you can go to springfieldbusinessjournal.com and get signed up for BizBytes, which is our weekly newsletter. It comes to your inbox every Wednesday free of charge. And, of course, you can also sign up for the print edition while you're there and get it delivered uh, straight to your home or office. Sometimes, uh, and as we talked with the business interruption grants, uh, as we said, there's businesses that didn't get access to it even after applying. Uh, and that, of course, uh, causes more problems for that business impacted. Uh, we do have a business that's doing a, a GoFundMe of sorts. And we've seen this pop up throughout the pandemic. Uh, but talk about this effort uh, for a local eatery that's looking to get some help from people uh, who have a generous heart. Yeah, I, I just came across this yesterday, actually. But uh, Great House Barbecue, which is on the west side of Springfield, but opened uh, they opened in October 2019, which, of course, turned out oh, to be wow. pretty unfortunate timing. Yeah. I mean, we know even a lot of the longtime well-established restaurants are struggling. But for these folks that were still kind of trying to make a name for themselves and get the word out and then got totally shut down with it a few months of opening, it has to be especially challenging. So, as you said, they are uh, they are doing a GoFundMe trying to raise $7,000 by tomorrow to pay some back rent and utilities to uh, allow them to keep their doors open. And unfortunately, I think we're going to see more businesses, uh, you know, kind of trying to get creative with things like this, especially as the money runs out from these various grant programs. Where can people find uh, that uh, opportunity to donate to, uh, to Great House Barbecue? Um, if you go to the, the GoFundMe.com page and, uh, and search under Great House Barbecue, it will come up. It's actually one of their former, uh, former customers, or current customers, I should say, that uh, launched this on, on their behalf. She said she's just become friends with the owners and is trying to, uh, trying to help them out. So well, and who doesn't like good barbecue? I mean, come on. Yeah, I, I've eaten there myself, and I can vouch for the fact it is indeed some great barbecue. <laughs> so be ashamed to lose them. Yeah, good to hear. Uh, speaking of losing stuff... I can't believe it, Michelle. <laughs> you and I are from a different era, right? I mean, we remember when the internet was... <laughs> I remember getting on the internet for the first time, yes. Yeah, in, and we also, you know, we also remember going to the video store to pick up some videotapes. And uh, the late fees that would be associated with that. And my, a different world that we live in now. What's going on with family video? Well, you know, they had already uh, started shutting number of their locations uh, they were the last holdout a lot of people right. 
franchise probably because they're they're uh, so ubiquitous here in Springfield. Nationwide, they were they were the last video store operating. Did Blockbuster, Hollywood Video, all those? I think there was like I think there was one Blockbuster somewhere in like you know deep Alaska somewhere, right? And it was (laughs) was like still making it. Yeah, Yeah. it was an independent thing, and it was more retro than anything else. But yeah, no, you're right. Family Video was like the last uh, chain across the country for uh, video rental stores. Yeah, they they outlasted them all, but now they have announced that they are. I think they've got about 250 locations remaining. Include they have the one on North Grand, one in Chatham that was still operating here in our area. They are putting them all down. Uh, you know, again, COVID between the shut, people just becoming more hooked on their streaming services and and out of that mode of going to the video store. I think that was the blow. But you know, they they've actually been a real estate company for a long time. Our strategy has always been to purchase their space, to mortgage quickly. You know, we've even seen around town. Marco's Pizzas, and they've got other entities that lease from them. And uh, they're already in the process of converting a couple of their former locations to Dollar General stores. So they reached some kind of agreement with Dollar General to take over, not all, but uh, but a number of their locations. The one on Wilson, the one on uh, West Jefferson, both already have uh, construction underway for the conversion. Michelle Homebeam, the publisher of the Springfield Business Journal. It's always good to hear what's going on in the community when it comes to businesses and the services that they provide you and I and uh, our great listeners here. Tell us again how people can get a hold of the Springfield Business Journal. Uh, check out springfieldbusiness.com and get added to our mailing list and our newsletter for all the latest. Your phone is breaking up just a little bit, but uh, you said springfieldbusinessjournal.com. That is it. Awesome. Michelle Ombi, thank you so much. We'll check back in next week. All right. Have a great week. And uh, we'll uh, find out more from the Springfield Business Journal here on the WMAY Morning News Feed.